This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. in the world, and it is worth fighting for, it is worth bleeding for, and if it takes it, it's worth dying for, for the greatest country that this world has ever seen. All right, what's going on, America, and welcome to the newest episode of the Dear America podcast. Um, this is a interesting episode because I am uh, not in a studio, I'm not in my normal hotel setting. I'm actually sitting on a bed <laughs> on an island in uh, the Florida Keys. And so it is actually my 13-year wedding anniversary. So as you can imagine, Alyssa is super happy that I'm filming and recording. Uh, but hopefully the beach will be enough to sustain her for me to be able to film and bring you guys some breaking news. So I've been a little disconnected. Uh, we've been traveling, getting out here and all this stuff. Uh, like I said, this is year 13. Um, and you know, I, I don't know, uh, you know, lucky number 13. Some people think 13 is an unlucky number. Uh, I'm pretty proud of us for being here for 13 years. Uh, her not burying me in the backyard, which is probably, you know, more of the feelings that she has for me than anyone else. But either way, it's year 13 and we are in the Florida Keys. So I have tried to take as much of a break from the internet and social media as I possibly can, but these podcasts still have to be filmed. And so I still have to pay attention a little bit. So first and foremost, I want to say a huge, 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 huge congratulations to a really dear friend of mine. Uh, a Mr. Mark Calloway. Mark is an amazing human. His family is amazing. They're good Christian people. They 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 love the Lord. They're raising their kids the right way. And uh, last night, uh, Mark. Well, I guess it's not last night. By the time you guys listen to this, but the other night, Mark was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. If you guys haven't figured that out already. Mark Calloway is the undertaker and I have gotten to know him very well over the past couple of years and, uh, consider him a very good friend. And he, like I said, not only has he dominated wrestling for, whew, I don't know how long it is now, 30 years, probably, uh, somewhere around in there. And it, it's, it's been such an amazing experience, not only to watch what he did in wrestling, and even if you aren't a wrestling fan, you know the word The Undertaker. Like that, that's how massive he was and how gigantic he got. Arguably one of the top five greatest wrestlers of all time in, in the wrestling world. Uh, you know, my top five is Stone Cold Steve Austin's number one, even though I think you got to put Rock number two. Just because for me, it would be 
Undertaker, Hulk Hogan. Ooh, who would number five be? Goodness. I guess you got to go John Cena. John Cena was a little bit after my wrestling time. But, you know, you just look at impact or whatever. And so, you know, like, like I said, to, to make it top five, I mean, that's huge, right? I mean, Stone Cold and The Rock were kind of in a in a stratosphere all their own. Um, and ironically, me and uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin have become pretty good friends uh, over the course of all this. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, talk about a man that defined a generation. I mean, I grew up with the undertaker, literally like I've known the undertaker my entire life. And you know, he has reached such a popularity, such a worldwide phenomenon. Uh, You know, Mr. Mark can't travel to Japan. If he travels to Japan, he's mobbed. Like the second he gets there, every time I'm in Texas, you know, I won't tell you where, but every time I'm in Texas, uh, I try to link up with Mr. Mark and he's always just the most humble down to earth guy. Even in all that fame, he has remained just this truly awesome person. So, uh, congratulations, Mr. Mark on your, uh, 2022, uh, WWE hall of fame induction. You truly deserve it in and out of the ring. Uh, And I think that Mark Calloway is an even better guy than The Undertaker ever will be. So congratulations, my friend. I appreciate it. And I owe you a barbecue dinner just like we talked about. So big breaking news today, this morning. Uh, There's there's a lot. But like I said, I'm on a vacation. So these are going to be kind of shorter episodes until I get back. I apologize. But... That's what uh, Milady wants, and that's that's how we're going to do it. So I'm going to talk about how we really fight to change the censorship wars. And believe it or not, wouldn't you know it, breaking news this morning, Elon Musk has done something that could potentially change the fight in the battle for free speech that nobody really saw coming. I don't think anybody did, but Elon Musk did. And so uh, we're going to talk about it. But first, we got to get into a sponsor. All right, everybody, listen up. I want to bless you this month, okay? I want to bless you by paying off your mortgage for next month, okay? Um, what about producers? No, you're I don't not, count. you don't count because you're on the show. You right. know how much I'd get sued if you want. Anyway, the point <laughs> is Good Ranchers, okay? The company that saved this podcast from extinction when we got demonetized on Facebook is under severe attack from the radical left for supporting us, for supporting other conservative voices and supporting free speech. I need every one of you right now to show your support for this 100% American beef company. I need you to go to goodranchers.com slash Graham Right now, and every single order this month, they're going to send me a list, and I'm going to pick two people, and I'm going to pay off your rent or your mortgage for next month, okay? Look, not only do you get 100% in America beef or chicken, you also support a conservative company, and I'm going to bless you, and you have an opportunity to have your rent or your mortgage paid off next month. I know times are tough. I know that everybody is hurting, but so is this company that is trying to do the right thing. So I need everybody right now to go to GoodRanchers.com slash Graham and make an order today. 
like I said, Elon Musk, Elon Musk has always been an interesting guy. He's always been interesting how he thinks, his thought process, et cetera. And here recently, Elon Musk has really started speaking out about the crazy things that the government's the government is doing, uh, free speech censorship. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't say that Musk is a conservative. I wouldn't say that he's a Democrat. He's Elon Musk. You know, he's an interesting guy. Um, but, but he seems to call out what he sees and how he sees it. And so he started, basically, he said the other day in a tweet that maybe it's time to come up with a new platform with Twitter, with Twitter being as insane as it is. Now I, have always been. I think new platforms are great ideas. If I'm being honest with you, me personally, I think we we lost our chance with Parler. That's what I think. I think Parler and the momentum it had in the beginning, that was the platform, and then it got shut down. And ever since then, I mean, you've got Getter. Uh, President Trump's Truth Social has come out, but it's a slow roll kind of thing. So I, I don't really know if the new platform business is exactly the way that it's going to go. I, I hope so. I, I and, and I hope I'm wrong in that. But what Elon Musk has done may actually be the way to fight these tyrannical big tech oligarchs and putting back free speech. So what does Elon Musk do? Well, Elon Musk, uh, I don't know if you know this, Elon Musk is worth quite a bit of money. Uh, and Twitter, just like Facebook, and Facebook owns Instagram, Twitter is a publicly traded company, and so is Facebook. So you can go and you can buy stock in these companies. And so what Elon Musk did is he bought 73.5 million shares that equates to $3 billion, which gave him a 9.2% stake in Twitter, making him the majority shareholder of the company. Now, some of you may be thinking 9.2%, that's not a lot. Well, to put it in perspective for you, Jack Dorsey, who is the creator of Twitter, uh, only owns 2.25% of shareholder stock in Twitter. So it actually is a gigantic, gigantic. He bought 73.5 million shares. Now, I'm not going to praise this move too much until I see how it's going to go and what, if anything, Elon Musk does with this new power and this new authority that he has within Twitter. However, with this, what it does, because I know some people don't understand stocks, what, what this does is not only is he a majority shareholder, which essentially gives him a lot of control, if not the de facto single most important share of it. And then honestly, Elon Musk has so much money. If if 9.2 is not enough, he may buy more. You know, it's just another three billion dollars to Elon Musk, you know, kind of thing. And and what it can do is it can do a lot of things. Not only does he have majority share, which gives him a lot of sway, a lot of pull over future regula regulatory guidance within Twitter. He also has the ability that if the CEO of Twitter and all of the Twitter nights that, you know, go against our First Amendment rights and try to censor speech that they don't like, Elon Musk could short sell his stock and tank Twitter's <laughs> Twitter shares. And, and that 
to me is the biggest thing. It is, you know, Elon Musk doesn't really care about that $3 billion he just spent. Not really. Elon Musk is, hang on, let me Google. What is Elon Musk net worth? Hang on one second. All right. So Elon Musk net worth as of right now is $267.3 billion. Okay. To put that in perspective, Elon Musk is now the richest person in the world. Uh, Jeff Bezos is worth $189.2 billion. Bill Gates is worth $103.1 billion. Elon Musk is up there. So when I say $3 billion is not like a big deal to Elon Musk, that's like three grand to you and me <laughs> kind of thing. And so anyway, this is a major development and this is a major thing. I'm not going to get ahead of myself like some people are on Twitter. And by the time you listen to this, maybe an official statement from Elon Musk will come out. I don't know. Uh, as of right now, nothing has come out. So I'm not going to like praise this too much, uh, you know, get ahead of ourselves too much. Uh, because as of right now, all we know is that this majority shareholders uh, purchasing has happened. If it's going the way that Elon Musk has indicated, if it's going the way that a lot of people want it to go, this could be the way that we actually bring back free speech. Imagine if Elon Musk buys the majority share of Facebook. Well, then who's really in charge there? And, and so the argument has been made for a long time. You know, you, you look at Mark Zuckerberg and Jack Dorsey and all these other people. Are they really the bosses of their company? Or do they just do what the shareholders want them to do? Because at the end of the day, the shareholders care about their money. They care about advertisers and they care about all this stuff. If, if the shareholders start putting pressure on the founders or the CEOs of these companies, then the companies will be forced to change based around the shareholders because the founders... Mark Zuckerberg and Jack Dorsey, they gave up majority share of their company because they wanted to be able to dip into the publicly traded sector of revenue sources for these companies to grow exponentially faster. So I don't know. It's interesting to see what will happen. And I think it will be interesting to see what Elon Musk does, but I have high hopes. I hope that it goes the direction that we all want it to. But as of right this second from the Florida Keys, uh, that's all I have for you on updates to the Elon Musk thing. Uh, maybe by Wednesday we'll have more information, but this is breaking news that we got to talk about. And I think in the battle for free speech, this could be a very big thing. So uh, fingers crossed, Elon, if uh, you know you hear this, which I doubt you do, but I hope that you use this opportunity to right the ship and uh, fix what's going on in the country. All right, let me tell you about Birch Gold, the global upheaval caused by Russia's invasion of Ukraine and the crippling sanctions on Russian trade are showing to have massive, and I mean massive, ripple effects across the world, including right here in the U.S. And it's not just at the gas pump. Food prices are soaring right now. To quote President Biden, with regards to food shortages, it's going to be real. Wow. You write, he should write poetry at this point. Friends, inflation continues to skyrocket as the dollar becomes worth less every single day. Transition some of your nest egg to something of actual worth. Gold and silver from Birch 
Gold. That's right. Birch Gold will help you convert an IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered account in gold and silver. Get started now. Text the word GRAHAM, that's G-R-A-H-A-M, to 989898. With Thousands of satisfied customers and an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, Birch Gold can help you protect your savings. So, what are you waiting on? The answer is absolutely nothing. It's free. So text the word GRAHAM, that's G-R-A-H-A-M, to 989898 to get a free info kit on gold. Again, there is no obligation to get this info. So, go right now and text the word GRAHAM to 989898 now so let's just let's just play a fun game and like i said i've been kind of cut off here but let's just go through twitter and see some breaking news so looks like reports are coming out that the secret service is renting a thirty thousand dollar malibu mansion to protect hunter biden now i don't know about you but that sounds like a lot of money. Uh, also, it costs money for the Secret Service to even uh, protect Hunter Biden in the first place. Now, this isn't uncommon. I mean, Hunter Biden is the son of President Biden, and the immediate family of the president is given Secret Service. Um, however, uh, $30,000 a month in rent for a Malibu mansion that the Secret Service then has to protect seems a bit of an overkill, if you ask me. I mean, especially with everything that's going on with Hunter Biden, especially all of this stuff that's happening with the Hunter Biden laptop being real, etc. This is the kind of crap that makes you sit there and go, what are we doing as a country and as taxpayers that we're allowing this kind of stuff to happen? Who gets to make the decision? To spend $30,000 a month on a mansion for the son of the president to hang out in while all this stuff is going on, plus he gets Secret Service protection. Does Hunter Biden not have a home? Does Hunter Biden not have, you know, something, a place where he could live uh, in any way, shape, form, or fashion? Does Hunter Biden not have any other place to live except a $30,000 a month mansion. Um, I don't know. So last but not least for this episode, and like I said, I know these are shorter, but I'm on vacation. So this is just the way that it is. I want to leave you guys with some encouragement and I want to leave you guys with a little bit of, uh, something that you guys can take with you. Um, just some things that I've been thinking about here and, 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 a, and a message I heard the other day and, and I think it's very relevant. So whether you are a Christian or you're not, whether you are a Christian and you need some encouragement, just, just in general, I, I think that this will be really powerful. So I just want to say this statement and I'm going to break it down just a little bit for you guys. And it goes like this. So here you go. All right. Some of you are thinking about taking a jump. Some of you are thinking about whether it be a relationship or business or, or a life purpose or whatever. Some of you are thinking about taking a leap. Some of you right now are thinking about, I don't know. Some of you may be thinking about staying with someone, even though it it seems crazy, but you know that God's not done working with them yet. Uh, Just across the board. Some of you may be thinking about taking a jump or a risk or a move something. Somebody listening right now needs to hear this. So here's what I'm going to say. And I'm going to say this, and I hope this resonates with you. What's crazy in one season will be called faith in another. What's crazy in one season 
will be called faith in another. And, and I think that that goes to a lot of things. And it, one, I'll get to the Christian side of it here in a minute, but, but just take business. Andy Frisella is one of my favorite guys. I love him to death. Me and him are really good friends. He is the owner of First Form. He has a very powerful podcast and he has this super viral video where he starts off and he basically starts off like this. And I'm paraphrasing here, but Andy says that here's the truth. The truth is nobody's going to believe in you. The truth is nobody's going to give you an attaboy or a good job. And nobody's going to believe in your dream until after you've already done it. That's the truth. And it's a very powerful point. It's a very powerful message because that is the truth. Nobody's going to believe in anything that you believe in until after you make it so for them to then go and go, oh, good job, Graham. You know, we, or, or whoever it is, you, yourself, John, Carol, whatever it is, nobody's going to believe in you until after you do it, because that's the truth. <laughs> and, and, uh, you know, to, uh, I said in one of my books, I said for expecting people to believe in your dream is, is a form of entitlement because that is what entitlement is to expect people to believe in something that you believe in when it doesn't exist or it doesn't make sense, et cetera. From a non-Christian standpoint, that is, that's entitlement. It's not people's responsibility to believe in something just because you have something in your head. You have to go out there and you have to make it happen. You have to work. You have to put in the time. You have to put in the effort. You have to put in the energy. You have to put in the hours. You have to put in the blood, sweat, tears, just fail, try again, fail, try again, fail, try again, fail, try again. Finally, something happens and finally something works out. That is reality. The same thing. I mean, you you can put this in, in everything. Professional athletes, okay, football players, all right, or, 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 or a person's Heisman winning season in football. What you don't see is that pretty much every single minute of every single day is dedicated to putting in the work, honing their craft for, in college football, uh, 12 games before they announce who the winner of the Heisman is. And then if they make it to the playoffs, they play more games. But, but, but my point is you don't see the years literally every single day, all day, the time, the effort, the blood, the sweat, the tears, the, 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 the doubts from other people, uh, pro scouts saying, well, you know, he's too short or his hands too small or his throwing, uh, motion is weird and blah, 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 blah. blah. Like, like you don't see all of those things. You don't hear all those things. They do. And nobody's going to believe in them until the real season starts and they start showing out in the games and then they become the Heisman Trophy winner. You don't see that stuff and you don't believe in them until after they did it. Bryce Young, Alabama this year, nobody, nobody, nobody thought that he was going to be the Heisman Trophy winner until he did it. Nobody thought that Alabama was going to have back-to-back Heisman Trophy winners until they did it. Same thing for Oklahoma. Oklahoma before that, you had Baker Mayfield and then you had Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray's like five foot nine. I'm sorry to go, you know, you know, sports talk with you, but it's true. Now let's go to the faith side. What's crazy in this season will seem like faith in another season. So, you know, Christians like to use the word seasons. Seasons is just another word for this time period that you're in, this life moment that you're in. That's what that's what a season means. And I think I think that's very powerful. What's crazy in this season will seem like faith in another season. Some of you right now are thinking about doing something crazy. 
Some of you right now are thinking about leaving a job. Some of you right now are thinking about starting your own job. Some of you right now are thinking about leaving a comfortable job to go move and start over because that's what God's telling you to do. Uh, and everyone around you, we've talked about this a lot. Be very, be very careful who you tell your dream to, because if you don't have the right people involved of who you tell your dream to, the wrong people are going to squash it because your dream is fragile. Your dream is precious. It is very frail and it can be broken and it can be snuffed out. So you have to be very particular who you tell your dream to. And what may be telling you to be done right now may seem crazy. It may seem nuts to people right this second. It may even seem crazy to you. It's funny how God does that. Even the things that he tells people to do seem crazy to the people that he's telling do it. Look at Noah. You think Noah knew how to build an ark? He didn't. What? Look at Moses. Moses wasn't a good speaker. What are you talking about? Like, I mean, you look at all these figures in the Bible. <laughs> like these people didn't. They, they, that was crazy. What do you mean I'm supposed to do that? What do you mean I'm supposed to start this? When I, you know, from a secular perspective, when I started doing videos from my truck, everybody said, are you crazy? Like, that's the craziest thing we've ever heard. You're going to leave the military because you're going to make videos in your truck. I mean, you guys have to think back six years ago. That stuff did not exist. It made no sense to anybody. Until now, fast forward six years later, and everybody's like, oh, yeah, you know, of course you should have done that. There's a lot of money to be made in that. There's a lot of security. There's a lot of this. There's a lot of that. Well, six years ago, none of that existed. So back to the point. God doesn't tell us to do the things that make sense to everybody else. And somebody listening needs to hear that right now. God doesn't tell us to do things that make sense to other people. We get told to do things that put us in our purpose of what our life is actually supposed to be. Okay. For the non-Christian listeners. Okay. Nobody ever accomplished anything great by doing what everybody else thought that they were supposed to do. Does that make sense? Nobody ever accomplished anything great and outside of the box by doing what everybody who lives inside the box thinks that they're supposed to do. Because those people don't create multi-million dollar or billion dollars or trillion dollar businesses. Those people don't go on, um, I don't know, entrepreneurial helping things. Think about Dave Ramsey for one second. Um, hey, I got this idea. I'm going to teach people how to get out of debt. And everybody in the world is going to listen to me teach people how to get out of debt. And I'm going to go on speaking tours across the nation. And we're, we're going to change millions of people's lives by showing them how to live debt free. 15, 20 years ago, when Dave Ramsey first started, everybody was like, you're going to be a glorified debt consolidator. That doesn't make any sense. That's the craziest thing we've ever heard. There was no social media back then. What are you talking about, Dave? Like, you're not going to be able to do that kind of stuff. Somebody said, you know what would be really cool? Instead of having a taxi service, what if we created this thing to where anybody could be a taxi anywhere and all people had to do wherever they were located, instead of trying to track a taxi down, they could just have the taxi go to them based off the GPS of their phone. That's insanity. What, what are you talking about? Yellow cab has been around for forever. What do you mean? That's insane. Until somebody does it. But back to the point, back to the purpose. If you're not living in your purpose, 
you're not fulfilled. If you're not fulfilled, then you're giving half work in everything you're doing, your family, your life, your kids, etc. It doesn't matter. If you're not living in your purpose, then you're dead inside. And everybody else is getting the lesser version of you because you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. So let me say this one more time. And I know this is a short episode, but this needs to be said. What's crazy right now, right now, it seems crazy. Whatever it is that you're being told to do by God or whatever it is you feel you're supposed to do in your gut, whether that's move, whether that's start a new career, whether that's move departments, uh, maybe, maybe that's, uh, you know, quitting and starting your own job. I, I, I don't know what it is, but, but there are people listening right now that, you know, there is something that you are supposed to be doing that seems so crazy and so insane that everybody's going to think you're nuts, but you know that you're supposed to go do it. Well, I can tell you now from experience that years from now, when you do it, this thing that seems insane and crazy in this season, people are going to look at it years from now and go, man, that person had faith. That person had real faith to believe in what could not be seen and manifested into what is real now. That person had faith. And the cool thing about faith you can't be a faithful person without being a little bit of a crazy person because everybody thinks faith is crazy in the beginning until it works out. And then all of a sudden you transform into a faithful person. Everybody says, man, that person is crazy in business until it works out. And they'd be like, man, that that person has got the foresight to see the future of what needs to change in business and they revolutionized it. No, they're just they were just crazy and they listened to that gut feeling inside of them and they were risk takers. And some people's fear of failure keeps them from living out their purpose even when God tells them what to do. You're so afraid of other people's thoughts. You're so afraid of other people's opinions. You're so afraid of other people's, I don't know, judgment, thinking you're crazy while they're just living their job, doing whatever they want to do. And they hate getting up, going to work every single day anyway. So who are they to tell you that you're the crazy one? I personally view somebody that gets up every day doing the same thing that they hate every single day and using their family as a crutch, in my opinion. Well, I can't leave my job. I got to, you know, I got to provide for my family. You can provide for your family a lot of ways. You can provide for your family by taking on two or three jobs while you get your startup going. I mean, there's a lot of ways to do that. I, I, I think, I think, I think a lot of men especially use their family as a crutch to not do what they know they're actually supposed to be doing. Uh, well, you know, I just, I can't do that right now. I got bills to pay. I got to, I got to feed my kids. You can figure it out and you can make a way. If you believe, and especially if you believe in God and God's telling you to do this, you need to go do it. You need to jump. You need to jump right now. Do not wait another day. You need to move on what it is that you know that you're supposed to be doing. Because remember, what's crazy right now in this season, a few years from now, it'll be considered faith because nobody's going to believe in you until after you do it. 
I hope that encourages you. And again, I apologize for the short episode, but I'm on vacation. So thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the Dear America podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Stick around. Uh, Wednesday will be another short episode, and then we'll be back normal in the studios back on Friday. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode, and we'll see you all again next time. 